Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Making Millions, and was once a teen mom turned millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl CEO community for women like you. Girl CEO, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Girl CEO Radio, the playground for female entrepreneurs. I am Ronnie Brown, and today I have one of my favorite new mentees in the building, attorney Ruby Davis. Say hello to everyone, Ruby. Hello, everyone. Awesome. Well, Ruby, I am so excited to have you here with us today. Uh, let's start off with a little bit about yourself. And where, where are you from, Ruby? I am from Birmingham, Alabama. I am an attorney specializing in personal injury. I also am the author of my very first book, Hearsay. I'm so excited to be here. Love it. Love it. Well, I am really, really pumped to have you on here because I know at your firm you specialize in personal injury. Um, now you are also um, really helping a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners. Uh, you also have a passion for educating and helping um, other people who are preparing to be attorneys get prepared for the bar exam. Let's talk a little bit about how you got into law. Did you just always want to be a lawyer or how did all of this come about? So very funny, but true story. I never wanted to be an attorney. I actually had what I thought was my career job at a local insurance company. And I was working for an insurance company for 15 years, decided to go to law school. Once I passed the bar exam, decided to resign from the company that was all so familiar to me to branch out into unfamiliar territory, started my own law practice six years ago, and it has truly been very successful. So I'm so excited for what the future holds. So what made you just say, hey, I'm going to be a lawyer? So um, all of this is in my new book, Hearsay. It was actually my daughter's idea. My daughter was about nine or 10 years old, and she watched the movie Legally Blonde, and she came home and said, Mom, you should go to law school. You'll be a good attorney. And initially, I dismissed the idea, but (laughs) I gave it some thought, and I prayed about it, and I decided to pursue that goal. And once I started law school, it became something that I really enjoyed, and I felt like I found my purpose in that, and that became my dream, and here I am living it. Wow. Wow. Right now, you have your own practice. Yes. You have a staff, you know, of a few people working with yes. you, and, you know, let's talk about who was Ruby Davis before the success, before 
um, getting your law degree, before opening your practice, what was life like for you then? So let's go way back. A few years ago, I was a teenage parent. I was pregnant at 16. I had my daughter at 17. And um, as I said before, I was working a job in corporate America, planning on getting into management there and hopefully working there 30 years and retiring. But God actually had a different plan. And so I had a pretty good life working for corporate America. But I must say, working for myself has totally changed the game for me. So I am the happiest I've ever been. And most importantly, I'm the most successful I've ever been. And what were some of the trials and things that you had to overcome personally in your life before you became successful, before you got to the mental state that, okay, I'm going to get my law degree? Because I know it's not always like that. Like before... I realized what my purpose was. My life was in shambles. You know, I was all over the place. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't have this vision in in front of me, and I was kind of finding my way. How was it before all of that? Well, honestly, I dealt with a lot of self-doubt, a lot of insecurities. It took many years of me building my confidence through faith, through the word, through quiet time, and learning how to eliminate naysayers and distractions and focus on what God says I am and who God says I am, I began to set goals for myself. I kept my head down. I focused, accomplished these goals. And every time I would accomplish one thing, I would set another goal before me. And so I've always been a planner. So from the beginning of time, especially after I became a mother, because I had someone dependent on me, I would set a goal. I would set a plan for the goal. I would accomplish that goal. But once I would achieve a goal, it wasn't the end for me. I would then set another goal. And that's how I got through finishing high school as a young mother, going on to community college, getting a bachelor's degree, and law school was no different. And so practicing law as a young attorney or new attorney, it was no different. I set goals. Even being here today with you was a goal. So I feel very privileged and honored to be here today. So let's talk a little bit about that, because you said one of the biggest things that you had to work on was getting your confidence up. Um, A lot of women that listen to this show, they're in a space where they're struggling with their confidence and believing in themselves. Um, Let's have a very transparent moment. What was it that got you to a space in your life where you felt like you felt like you were struggling with your confidence? Oh, wow. There were several um, spaces I was in. You know, I'll give you two examples. As a young parent, can you imagine? Well, I know you know, Ronnie, we have that in common. But as a 16-year-old girl that's pregnant and the talk of the town, you know, I was the topic of many rumors and many discussions. You know, I had ruined my life. I was a child having a child. So those types of things really affected me. So in my mind, I wanted to prove the people wrong. So that's why I set the goals to prove them wrong. And along with me proving them wrong, in the back of my mind, it was still what they said. You know, one thing about it, as sad as it may sound, you will remember something negative that someone says before you remember something positive. So when I was younger, anything negative would just stick out. It would play in my mind all the time. So I was forever competing mentally with the rumors, with the gossip, with the naysayers. And even the second example is when I started law school. I was so intimidated by the idea of completing law school, number one, not even becoming an attorney, just completing the goal. It was so intimidating. I would actually tell my colleagues, my classmates, oh, I'm not going to take the bar exam. And so 
that felt better because at least I don't have a big end goal, you know, because the... You were setting yourself up for failure. Wow. You were mentally preparing yourself to fail. People do that. Yeah. People people do that in business. They say, you know what? No one's going to buy this from me. No yeah. one's going to take me serious. Why were you doing that? Because I did not believe in myself, Ronnie. The punchline, the gag, the reality is Ruby did not believe she could pass the bar exam. Mm. So to keep from even having to face that, I was like, oh, I'm not taking the bar. I'm just here to get this legal education. And so I had a friend at the time. He was my classmate. He was like, why are you here? You were sabotaging yourself. Yep. He said, you're not going to take the bar. And so I had to begin to embrace the fact that, Ruby, you want to take the bar. You want to become an attorney. Stop lying (laughs) to these people. So I began to approach it with more of a positive perspective. You are here to learn, you will prepare, and you will be successful. Furthermore, law school was a struggle for me initially. Mm. Uh, After my first year, I had a very low GPA, like a 2.27. And I opened up about that in my book, and my dean sent me an email and said, Ruby, you don't have what it takes. You're not going to pass the bar. You need to sit out eight weeks, prepare, Take these courses. If you can't do that, you're not going to pass. How did that make you feel? Oh, man, literally crushed me. I bet I lost 15 pounds instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Reading the email just really crushed me like, oh, my God. Well, if you want to lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) I was like two months from finishing law school, five months from the bar, or four months from the bar, and he sent that email to most of us who had low GPAs. So once again, because I have a competitive spirit, I thought to myself, let me prove him wrong. And so I gave everything I had to preparing for that bar exam. I did over 4,000 practice questions. I spent four months just head in the game, just getting it, getting it, getting it. And so when I got to the bar, I was prepared. Wow. And my confidence was in how well I was prepared. No matter what they gave me, I knew I had given it all I could. Mm. And so once again, I passed the bar, first attempt, and the dean was the first person I called to say, hey, by the way, this is Ruby. I passed. And he was like, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and let's also just talk about you didn't do any traditional. Oh, no. I did not do any traditional bar prep, and nor have I ever sat for the LSAT, ACT, SAT. By the grace, I've always been a very good test taker. Now, that's a big deal okay. because most people spend and invest a lot of money into getting prepared for the bar exam. And I mean, that's a big test. Yes. How yeah. does one go from team mom <laughs> barely passing to not even doing any of those things and just passing with flying colors? That's why I say, number one is the grace of God, because it really doesn't make a lot of sense. But number two, I feel like if you focus, if you mm-hmm. set a goal for yourself and you focus and you go all in, you won't let you down. Mm-hmm. And I've committed to myself, no matter what, if I give it all I have, I will be successful. And so that's exactly what I did. I invested in practice questions. And so when I first started doing practice questions, I was doing really bad. I was making 30 percentile. You know, wow. I was scoring really low. And you know what I believe? I believe that everyone has a different learning style. Yeah. A different learning style. I'm not a textbook learner. Mm -hmm. I am a very hands-on learner. I'm an audio learner. Um, You also have a program that you started to help other people who are taking the bar prepare for their exam. Yes. 
And what is it called? It's called Prep and Pass Fast. And in this program, what can people learn? Oh, wow. They will learn, number one, how to calm down, relax. We go in depth talking about time management, talking about being intentional about how you prepare, prep material, and making sure you know how to use the material. I think the bar prep material is so massive. Yeah, that it can it, be overwhelming. Yes, it's mm-hmm. very overwhelming. It's intimidating just at, at first glance. But if you just calm down and realize what this exam is really about, I think we would do better if we would calm down and not focus on the nature of the exam. Wow. So in the program, you're teaching them how to relax, how to prepare. What else can they get from this program? I'm giving them step-by-step of everything that I did to prepare from relaxing, from analyzing the exam. You have to know what you're going up against. You have to know how long is the test, how many days is the test, what each part weighs. You have to literally disconnect from family, friends, and make a personal commitment to study. I had a true study schedule. I literally committed four months of my life to prepare for the bar exam. And so in my course, I actually go in day by day, step by step, giving you a guide as to how to prepare and be ready to pass. Love it, love it. All right, so make sure you guys go check Ruby out at... Your Legal Guru on Instagram. (laughs) Go check her out. So Ruby, let's go a little, you know, deeper. Right now, there are some women out there, you know, and they are feeling like it's too late Mm -hmm. to maybe start over or build a brand. And and you also, you work really, really hard to open your practice and, and get to where you are. What would you say to those women who are feeling like it's too late to grow their brand? They're too old. What would you say to them? I would say a few things. Number one, it's never too late. Number two, can you imagine how many people are depending on you to step out on faith. You know, a lot of times I think about the people that came before me, the people that paved the way for me, and if they had not done those things, where would I be? You know, a lot of times we are we have fear, and fear sometimes paralyzes us. But you have to have faith that is greater than your fear because you owe it not only to yourself but to the next generation because someone else is looking up to you. Someone else is inspired and someone else admires just your drive. So think outside of the box. It's not just about Ruby. It's about the next lawyer or the next team mom or the next person that can be encouraged through my sacrifices or my you know, accomplishments because it's always bigger than you. Yeah, so breaking those generational curses. I mean, you're a successful black lawyer who owns her own practice. You have a daughter who now wants to be an entrepreneur. She's watching you. She's observing you. How does that make you feel? I am just so overwhelmed. I'm just so pleased because, you know, they say if you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. And I never would have thought in a million years that I would be an attorney or that I would own my practice or that my daughter would follow in my footsteps. I am just completely overwhelmed and purely satisfied that I was able to listen and hear and be obedient to pursue my purpose. So I'm very happy. Yes, purpose is is such a big deal. It's, It's such a big deal. And that's why I really love what I do, being able to invest and to pour into women and help them bring their visions to life is just a different feeling. And it's not about money. I think that I enjoy what I do, so I can literally do it all day. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, guys, 
It is 9.37, and we are recording this podcast, and I mean 9.37 p.m., <laughs> <laughs> and Ruby is literally here with me in person at 9.37 at night as we record this podcast because I'm dedicated to my passion and my purpose and the impact that you will make in other women's lives as you go on this journey that you're on. Um, let's talk a little bit about how important it is for women and especially black women to get the education, to get into the legal field. How, how serious is that right now? Oh, wow. <clears throat> it is beyond serious. Okay. I'm actually in Washington, D.C. right now, of course, and we know what's going on in D.C. We know what's going on in the White House. We owe it to the culture. If you have an opportunity to pursue a legal degree or a legal career, you have to. You have an obligation because our culture, the black community, we need more educated black people to help us and advise us of our rights, our duties, and our obligations. So I think it's vital, Ronnie. I think it, now is the time, if ever before, to pursue legal careers just so that you understand the law and what matters and what doesn't so that you won't be bamboozled into thinking that something is something that is not. So I advise anyone who come to me with the thought, with the idea of potentially going to law school, I tell people it was the best decision I've ever made. If I could change anything, I would have gone sooner. But by all means, pursue a legal education if you decide to practice law or not. It was the best decision I've made. And one thing that I love about your brand and your offer and, and what you're, you're doing on your website is for people who are at a place where they don't really know. You know, you have these legal templates on your website that people can buy and yes. they can download and they can edit and it's non-disclosures and non-competes and just all different types of legal contractual agreements. Um, I think this is so important because sometimes we start businesses or we have have a will, you know, in place or we don't have a will in place, yeah. God forbid. Um we need these types of things to have our stuff in order when forming these businesses mm -hmm. and protecting ourselves. Um, I love that. How important, you know, how critical is that for people to have right now? I think it's vital. And unfortunately, in our culture, we live in a time where people don't think about preparing for the future or preparing for their departure. And that's the only thing that's guaranteed is we all will leave here one day, but we lack the tools necessary to leave our families at peace upon our departure. So things like wills, you know, I think those are vital in a legal community. So I take pride in trying to offer free legal clinics so that we know, our culture know what's needed. When you're doing business with someone, I tell people whether it's a marriage or a partnership or just a business partnership, you should discuss the disconnect or the termination of that agreement from the beginning before you begin to hate each other. You know, people sign prenups before they get married, but in your contractual agreement with a new business partner, you should discuss how this partnership would dissolve, you know, while you're still loving one another. Because if you don't address that in the beginning of forming a business with a business partner and something happens, then you're in a nasty battle in court because you didn't think to include that initially. I heard a guy say last week, he said marriage is a business deal. 
deal. He said, if anything that starts with a lawyer and ends with a lawyer is a business. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's why prenups exist. And that's why when you're forming a contract or any type of business relationship, always discuss how we would dissolve this so that if or when that time presents itself, you already have language in the contract that says, I get half, I get none, I get what I came with. But if you don't include those vital pieces of language, then you have a nasty battle that sometimes takes years. Yes. And to all of my girl CEOs out there, get your business set up the right way. Right? It's Meaning vital. have the contracts in place for your business. Yes. When you're hiring people, you also have non-disclosures on your yes. website that people can download and, and buy and to, to protect their businesses. Yes. You have non-compete <laughs> agreements that they can buy and download to protect their businesses. You have termination. If people yes. need to fire employees, how to do it the right way, yes. and they can download that on your website as well. Um, and I love that because I just feel like right now we feel like we can grab an Instagram page mm. and we're up and we're running and then we own this stuff and it's our business and people just aren't doing things the right way. Right. And also, I love the direction that you're going in, um, just being an advocate for education and helping the community and having these templates and these contracts uh, downloadable on your website. I think it's going to be a game changer. Um, anything you want to say to maybe a teen mom that's listening to this right now, Ruby? I want to say to any teen mom that's listening, it's never too late Eliminate any toxic relationship, any naysayers, even if it's your family, close friends. You have to get in a space of positivity because as long as you surround yourself by people who don't believe in themselves, they're gonna, you're never going to believe in yourself because toxic people attract toxic people. We've all heard misery loves company. So the, at the point in my life when I wanted to be more and grow more, I decided to surround myself around people that were doing what I wanted to do. I didn't fit in. It wasn't comfortable. I felt like the outsider, but I continued to put myself in those environments until I felt comfortable and I felt like I belonged. So always push beyond what, where you are because it's something always greater than your current circumstances. Love it. And you talk a lot about that in your book. What is the name of your book and where can they find it? My book is titled Hearsay and it is available on Amazon. Hearsay by Ruby Davis. And basically in my book, I share my journey, how I overcame many challenges as a young mother, how I overcame a lot of naysayers and being the topic of gossip. And I just pursued my goal of becoming an attorney. So check it out. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ruby. I really appreciate you joining us coming down and flying all the way from Alabama. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It has been absolutely amazing. So thank you. Love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to Girl CEO Radio. This is another one of my favorite episodes. Make sure you check Ruby out on Instagram at your legal guru. In addition to that, guys, if you are not a member of our Girl CEO community, stop missing out. What are you waiting for? Take your business to the next level. Guys, I have also rolled out my six-week intensive. This means that you all will have an opportunity to work with me closely for six weeks. You can click the link in my Instagram bio to apply. You will get a call from our team to screen you to see if your business or your brand is a good fit. I love you guys. I hope you have a successful week and I'll see you on the inside. Bye guys.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.